Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode Of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course And man, we are continuing on With Financial Illiteracy Month And I'm beyond excited About today's guest I know we've been talking About credit this month We've talked about Real estate in the form of how to get a loan, how to hack, uh, you know, multifamily houses and, and all these different things we've talked about this month. And those are all incredibly important. But this conversation today, I feel like is an incredibly practical one that anybody can apply to their life. And I'm really excited to, to have this talk and, and to bring it to you. So my guest today is a career coach. She's the host of the First Gen Coach podcast. Her name is Carla Santa Maria. And we'll get into all that she does as a career coach. But man, she she helps her clients pivot to new careers, to discover their talents, to discover their passions and their interests and and all of the above, um, including negotiating, you know, for higher pay and preparing for the interview, getting your resume in order, all of these different things she she works on with her clients. She also specifically loves to work with uh, Latina women and, and women of color who, man, if you look at the the pay gap in this country, are the lowest paid of any ethnicity. But a lot of the information she talks about is is able to be applied to anyone. And I particularly am touched by this conversation because I know for me growing up, I saw my father working a, a job that he absolutely hated, but it was the safe job, you know, and and he couldn't get over the programming that he was taught about having to stick with that safe job, you know, and that it was a risk to go out there and, and to look for more, you know, and and that left an impression on me at a very young age, watching my father, you know, really unhappy, leaving for work, you know, miserable in the morning, sitting in traffic on the way to work an hour, sitting on in traffic on the way home an hour and coming home and just being completely drained of his energy because he hated where he worked. You know, he hated his job, hated his career. And that really, I think, is a huge reason why I began to relentlessly chase, you know, a, a career in something that I truly loved. And even with that, you know, 
I've had to leave jobs. I've had to pivot. And, and that's something I did in, in the last year. Or so uh, anybody that's familiar with me before knowing I worked at the Breakfast Club, you know, that was a dream job for a while. And then I pivoted when that no longer was making me happy. And that came along with its own sense of fears and, and things like that. And, and specifically, a lot of this is very common when you talk about Latin families, you know, who have immigrated here, you know, and, and we're the descendants of immigrants and, and people who really were just fighting for a, a safer life, a a better life, you know, for them and their family. And they took the safe route because they had no other choice. And a lot of that programming has been passed down to us, you know, generation after generation. And and on top of that, I just think this conversation is incredibly important because, you know, we hear so much talk in today's day and age about being your own boss and entrepreneurialism and all these different things. And listen, if that is your thing, it's incredible. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm, I, that's what I want for you. If that's what makes you happy, being your own boss, being an entrepreneur. But that's not for everybody. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, an incredibly talented number two, number three person at a company, you know, being a, a nine to five person that loves their job like that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I think that a lot of the issue is that we've equated a nine to five as something that has to be miserable. Right. And and I think that conversations like this one will begin to open your eyes as to how to make a nine to five more enjoyable how to feel fulfilled in in your nine to five job, you know, and how to reframe your brain to, to look at this job. You know, and again, it could be that this nine to five is a means to an end. Sure, all that is great. But for some people, you know, they are going to be living the nine to five lifestyle. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you find joy in what you're doing. And this conversation with Carla is all about that, how to find joy in your career, how to get paid a fair wage that you're happy with, and how to be a part of companies that have a healthy culture for their employees and, and all of the above we'll, we'll get into. I'm really excited about today's conversation. So we're going to skip over our normal deep dive that we do in, uh, in our For the People in the Back segment. And we're going to just get right into the interview with Carla in our Mijete segment. And then I'm going to switch it up a little bit for our Ask a Gringo segment where y'all submit questions to me via Instagram. I'm going to actually have Carla uh, answer those along with me and give her advice for those specific listeners who submitted in answer to the question that I posed on social media. So, man, without further ado, let's dive into this conversation in our Mi Gente segment. Mi gente. My guest today is a career coach. She has a podcast as well called the First Gen Coach Podcast. Carla Santa Maria, how you feeling? I am great. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you. Thank you for asking. I mean, I'm I'm so excited to to have you on the show. I mean, I've been doing this this whole financial literacy thing this entire month and I've been trying to kind of mix it up with different types of guests in the world of of coaching people on their finances and things like that. And I knew for me, I wanted to have somebody who also talks about the idea of, of people who are working those 9 to 5s, right? Because there there is Nothing wrong with working a nine to five as long as it's one that you actually genuinely enjoy, you know, and uh, I wanted to be able to give people the full end of the spectrum when it comes to kind of this idea of finances and, and how to improve them from different you know, circumstances. And I'm so happy that I came across you who literally this is is what you do. This is like your wheelhouse of like coaching people on, on how to man. Uh, grow their careers and find their dream jobs and pivot and all of the above that that I want to get into. So, I mean, let, let's first and foremost kind of start for anybody not familiar with what exactly a career coach is, because I feel like this is something that 
most people, especially in our community, have no idea uh, that, that, you know, people like this even exist that can help kind of guide you, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole idea of, uh, of coaching in general is new to a lot of us. The yeah. whole idea of investing in ourselves, mm. you know, in educating ourselves, right. in really having our own backs in yeah. that way and going to others for, for expertise and for knowledge, that's yeah. new. Yeah. yeah, but in terms of a career coach, so at least the way that I uh, do career coaching, I define career coaching, sure. is that I help people uh, with their mindset and strategy for their mm. career. So really mm. get clarity on the what it is that they want to do and why, right. Right. Um, you know, really um, help them level up, help them let go of limiting beliefs, you know, especially in our community. Yeah. Um, so, so many things like I, if I want to make the world a better place, I have to be in this crappy job that pays right. me 28 K a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. yeah. Like, so right. let go of limiting beliefs, really embrace yeah. their greatness, really yeah. reframe networking because you know, again, people sometimes attribute all these negative things to networking, but networking mm -hmm. is actually all about building genuine connections and having a support system. And yeah. so as a career coach, what I do is I help pe people reframe their careers and really, mm. um, sort of like look within and articulate your values and let yeah. go of their beliefs. And so my approach is mindset and strategy. So we mm. have to work on mindset yeah. because, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how great your, your strategy is. If your mindset is down in the dumps, your strategy is not going to be successful. Absolutely. And, and this is particularly important for our community because when you talk about those limiting beliefs, you know, I, I, I kind of talk about this all the time, but these sort of generational curses that many of us have, you know, who are, uh, first generation, second generation, you know, uh, our our parents before us or our grandparents were in survival mode, right? So like for them, it was take whatever job is going to put food on the table consistently for you, right? And they kind of passed down a lot of that same trauma onto us, right? When it comes to college and all these different things, like play the safe route, you know, what what field, what area of interest can you go into that is going to provide you with, you know, the quote unquote American dream, right? And and now we're, we're, we're kind of realizing where, you know, now that I think we're in a bit of a more uh, of a place of privilege, if you will, that we don't have to sacrifice our happiness. You know, I can remember my father every day just driving to work miserable, sitting in traffic for an hour there on the way home. You know what I mean? And and I saw that and I was like, I never want that to be my fucking life. Like, I, I refuse. You know, I'm not going to allow that to to happen. But but, you know, there are a lot of people who just, you know, need help, I guess, kind of being pushed out of this this mindset. And they don't probably even realize that they kind of have this this mindset of, of play it safe, play it safe, right? There's this fear that comes along with it. I mean, for you, I know you were you weren't born in the States, but you grew up here in the in the States. I mean, how did you kind of overcome a bit of that yourself? Because I can only imagine your, your parents are bringing, you know, uh, kids here into a whole new country. They they're, you know, in survival mode, right? They're just trying to, to make shit, make life better for you guys at that point. So how did you kind of get over that, that mindset? Yeah. I mean, so many things that you just said, I completely agree with. Um, but especially see, as I was born in Honduras, I was raised in Miami and my parents yeah. supported me the best that they could. And my parents instilled in me the importance of education. You got to go yeah. to college. I guess you have to study to get right. ahead in <laughs> and I internalized that so much that I found myself in grad school getting my master's. Yeah. The hospital. Like I was I was hospitalized. Um wow. like literally I, hospitalized. <laughs> literally in the ER. And I was wow. in the ER texting my boss. Yeah. Hey, I might not make it to work tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think part of me was, you know, um, 
I think I was just in denial of the fact that it's like, listen, lady, you're about to get hauled off to surgery. You're right. not going to be at right. work tomorrow. Yeah. Um, right. But um, again, like I just have this mentality, you know, so I work obviously at, at the, the school where, where I was uh, studying. And yeah. after I, after I got out of surgery, I realized what? what is the matter with me? You know, mm. like I, I promised myself, I, I promised that I would never again kill myself for a yeah. job that would replace me. And as much as I love that environment mm. and they loved me, I was there for four years. It really, yeah. I keep in touch with many of the people there, you know, I know that I'm still replaceable. So for me, yeah. putting myself first was mm. the first, you know, was the first moment that I realized, Hey, this, there's more to it, you know, because yeah. like you said, survival mode, like I was taught, to be grateful for a job, right. you know, like I was taught, Oh, they're taking a chance on me. Mm -hmm. And I have to let go of that. It's one of the things I teach people. It's like, no, no, no. They are not doing you a favor by hiring you. Right. They're hiring you because you have the skills that they need. Right. You know, and it's, it's something that is so small and so many people, so many of us in, in our community feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm so grateful. Yes. And 100% be grateful for your job. Do your best. Right. And then at 501, go home. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right, right. Yeah, it, it, you're, you're, you're touching on a couple of things that, that resonate for me, you know, especially, uh, you know, in the entertainment industry, you know, where it's this incredibly demanding field, you know, and there, that is kind of the poison that they serve you, right? Where you should be grateful. There are so many other people who would kill to have your job, you know? So like, just take the, the shitty pay that we're giving you. Just take the sort of, uh, you know, abusive hours and expectations that we're putting on to you, you know, because you should just be happy to be here. And and I love that that mindset that you have where it's like, well, no, actually, this is a partnership at the end of the day, right? Like I have something to offer you that you need, right? You need me in order to be, you know, turning profits. You know what I mean? Like you you need my skill. That's why you're paying me. And it was when I began to realize that is when I felt like I started feeling more comfortable using my voice and, and trying to create more leverage for myself to negotiate terms that I felt, you know, were fair. But it's hard. Like, it's, it's really hard. People really make you feel like there are no other options out here, you know, in, in this world. Yes, exactly. And what you said about a partnership. Again, this is why I talk about mindset and strategy. One of my favorite parts of my coaching practice is doing interview prep. Because a lot of the time, especially I work with first gen women, you yeah. know, predominantly Latinas and women of color. Yeah. And it's and and, and interviews can be very like hard experiences, you know. Like yeah. I've had friends who have straight up been called ghetto at their job interview. Wow. I've had friends who, you know, they're the person interviewing them has said how why do you think you made it out of the hood and not your sister? Um, you know, like so 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 first of all, like there's very real um wounds and, and work, workplace trauma that, that comes with being first gen in the workplace, but yeah. also you as a candidate have skills that they need. And so right. this is what I tell it's like, well, we're here an interview. And it's like, the first thing you need to know about interviews is that interviews are a two way street, yes. put them through the ringer, you know, like right. ask them, Hey, how do you support the well being of your employees? <laughs> you know? yeah. What does work life balance mean to you? Mm. How do you retain your best talent? So Interviews are a two-way street. And again, right. that comes back to mindset. Just understanding that the skills that you bring as a candidate mm -hmm. isn't for them to take and take and take and take. No, right. it right. is an exchange. All right, I'm loving what we're talking about right now. I think uh, now is a good time to take a quick break and then we'll pick it up right after this. 
I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, we are back. And you're actually touching on something I wanted to get into when, it's, when you talk about women, because I know that's where you focus. And, and for anybody that doesn't know, like Latin women are grossly underpaid in comparison to any other racial group in this country, right? And, and you, you wonder what this is. I mean, there's obviously the, you talked about, man, things that they're, they're fighting against when it's like this racism that literally, you know, follows them and the interpretation that some of these bosses have of like, oh, you're ghetto or what, oh, wow, you're one of the good ones type of thing, right? Which shows oh, this like, yeah. yeah, this like preconceived notion, you know, which is already like a strike against you, you know, um, probably the second they see your last name pop up on a, on an application, right? So, I mean, let, let's dive into why, why do you kind of think there is this, this, uh, you know, such a huge uh, wage gap when it comes to women. I mean, I know imposter syndrome is probably part of that as well. I mean, let's kind of, you know, talk about all, all of that if we can a little bit and, and dive into that topic. I am so glad you asked me that because it is literally my life's mission to close yeah. the Latino wage gap. Mm. <laughs> I love so it. everything that I do comes down to this because I found myself yeah. having the courage to ask, do I make as much as my colleague who has literally mm. the exact same job? Yeah. And yeah. after months of talking to HR, they, were, they basically told me no. And wow. so that's when I realized I have to value myself more than that job that I love and I sure. moved on. Wow. And this is, and again, why does that happen? Because again, so many, so many, okay, first of all, there is individual factors, but then there's also systemic factors, mm -hmm. you know, like people um, talking about what you get paid is still yeah. taboo. Sure. And that has been a purposeful um, action, you know, so right. that people don't know. Also, um, in the past, 
one of the standard questions was, what do you currently make? And actually, yeah. it was just in this conversation yesterday with, with some, oh, so what do I tell them what I currently make? And I'm like, that's none of their business. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if somebody asks you that, you say, I would like to focus on my skills and the value that I add to this company. Right. You never disclose what you currently make. Right. Because that is, oh, so see, so, and again, even when I graduated college less than 10 years ago, I was still asked that, what mm. do you currently make? Yeah. You know, but now, and I, I talk, everybody that I talk to, like, you never disclose wage history because it's yeah. like, I'm not going to allow you to yeah. continue discriminating against me based mm. on previous pay. The yeah. value, you know, just because my former employer undervalued me doesn't mean right. I'm going to allow future employees, employers, excuse me, to undervalue me. Sure. And so, you know, so, so you're talking about why this Latino wage gap exists. Yeah. sexism, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know the, the patriarchy. Right. But again, and, and what does that look like on an everyday basis? Well, it looks like those kind of questions that really mm. cause harm. Mm. What does that look like? Um, it looks like women going on maternity leave and coming back and having their, their promotions taken away. Mm. You know, what does mm -hmm. that look like? It looks like um, a work, a, a job that could be flexible or even hybrid is yeah. no in the office. And then there's no room for caregiver responsibilities, which we know still predominantly fall on the woman. Right. So right. those are all the reasons that contribute to this pervasive wage gap. And you know what? And again, I go back to mindset because this is one of the things that I, that I talk to with, that I talk about, excuse me, one of the, yeah. you know, whenever I, I speak with women, it's like, listen, it is not your fault. You're underpaid. It is not your fault you are underpaid. And now that you know, what are you going to do? Right. You know, and so many, um, again, like we talk about salary negotiations and it's like, there's a poll on LinkedIn. So my research background has to make a disclaimer that that was yeah. not a good research methodology. It was just a LinkedIn <laughs> poll. <laughs> yeah. But 93% of people who asked for more money got some. 93%. Yeah. You know, so if you just say, hey, I would like, I, I need to be making this based on my, and, and again, you have to know the data. You have to say, well, actually based on my, my level of expertise, based on yeah. my experience, the market rate is X. Right. And you say that, you know, I have a, um, a friend, I'm actually, she's part of this uh, boot camp that I'm doing this career uh, free event that I'm hosting this week. Yeah. She, uh, I, I love her take on salary negotiations. She says, I pick a number and then ask for 30 K more. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I thought that that was such a, a great I'm like yes you know like it is time that yeah. we stop playing small right right yeah it, it's funny because I, I felt like I you know I relate to this in, in various ways like I've said I mean you know I think I was playing small to, to use your words because I, I didn't begin realizing there was room for negotiation until I had a mentor of mine tell me you get what you negotiate right so that changed my mindset where every time I received an offer on whatever it was, a, a gig, a job, you know, an opportunity, I always went knew that, OK, this is their number. I know there's probably more I can get out of it. Let me raise it. You know what I mean? And let me see what they what they come back with. Right. And even that is a brand new mindset because I, I know so many people who see the number on the paper and they're just so excited about getting the job opportunity that they don't bother checking or realizing that the company is give, not going to give you their highest offer first. So you're leaving money on the table potentially if you don't bother trying to ask and squeeze at least a little bit more out of it, you know? Right. Yes. And see, that's another thing. You get what you negotiate because yeah. in the world where things are fair, in a wor the world where people are good and look out for one another, yeah. they're going to give you their best offer, right? Right, right. <laughs> 
right. unfortunately we don't live in that world we do we not live in, yeah <laughs> and as much as i would love to live in that world i yes. need to you know behave and act mm-hmm. towards the world that i know that i'm in now and the world right. that i want to build and so this yeah. is why again i talk about asking for your worth and yeah, yeah. um and and one of the things I don't know if you um, if you saw this. It was like a all over uh, LinkedIn a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. A recruiter said, "Oh, I just offered somebody eighty five k for like a one thirty k job." Yes, <laughs> I saw that's... that. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I wrote it up on on the show. I was literally about to say that it, again, and that opened my eyes to a whole nother thing. Like, oh shit! Like, first of all, these people are getting pro- you know some sort of pat on the back from their boss. By taking advantage of me, that makes me even more mindful of the fact I need to ask for more money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the thing. And ask for more money. That's yeah. just like a good overall statement right. in terms of career. Right. <laughs> ask right. for more money. And actually, I would even say ask for more because maybe, mm-hmm. you know, there are places that are like very, very, very rigid, you know, yeah. but you can ask for more flexibility. Yeah. You can ask for more time off. You can yes. ask for um more of the projects that bring you joy. You can ask for more of whatever makes you happy, you know? And so going back to specifically pay, you know, and that, you know, uh, I don't want to get into it too much if you've already talked about it, but it's also the lack of pay transparency hurts women. You know, women come in and may say the exact same thing and have the exact same attitude as a man. And yet the woman is going to be perceived as aggressive. Versus right. the man is perceived as assertive. And for Latinas, for Black women, mm-hmm. we're all of a sudden the angry Black woman and the angry brown woman and the angry right. Latina or the spicy Latina. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. No, that that's true. And yeah, I mean, and for anybody that, that didn't hear that story, you know, if you want to, you can explain it a little bit further in, in, mm-hmm. in detail why it was so frustrating for, for you. Because like, I know we're we're on, uh, you know, the, getting a lot of new listeners this, this last couple of weeks. So you can go ahead and explain it if you want. Yes. And so there was a woman and I, um, she, it was, she posted on Twitter. So first of all, please, if you're going to post something on Twitter, yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right. be mindful of it. It yeah. can and will end up trending. Yes, um, yes. So she tweeted, Oh, I just offered and She's a recruiter. And she yeah. tweeted, I just offered a candidate 85 K for a job that's listed as at 125 K or something in that range. Right. Why? Because that's what she asked for. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to teach you how to negotiate, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and and then it was, it was very like self-righteous, you sure. know, and you know, it was very self-righteous and it was right. very upsetting because first of all, it was a woman yeah. and it's like, where is your solidarity? Yeah. Where is the gender solidarity? Yeah. And also like the arrogance and the delusion to think that that's something to be proud of. Yep. You know that you you screwed another woman out of what like fifty, sixty thousand dollars? That's more right. than some people make in a year. Yeah. And that's something that you're bragging about on Twitter. Yep. You know, and then you know, and I understand we only have so much bandwidth. You yeah. know, like it's it's we can't we only have so much bandwidth. We don't right. have you know, she may be right. She just doesn't have it. Maybe she helped 50 million people that morning and then she didn't have time for the 51st. Right. But again, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but again, as we go through our journeys, like my commitment is to lift others up. I will never mm-hmm. be someone who climbs over others to get ahead because yeah. we really get farther when we go together. And right. so seeing that tweet was just so incredibly upsetting because yeah. it's like, no, like why are you why are you serving the benefits of some corporation rather mm-hmm. than the benefits of a fellow woman? Right. 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 Well, and it, it just shows you, you know, you, you have people, this goes back to what we kind of started with, like, 
that drink kind of the the proverbial Kool-Aid, if you will, right? That forget that they themselves are replaceable, that they themselves are just a a body for this company and that if uh, an opportunity to hire somebody younger and for less money comes along that could do the same thing as you, they're going to take it if it means they're going to put more money in their pocket, right? Like you're doing all of this stuff and, and thinking that, you know, you are, are are kind of like, you know, untouchable. But with these companies, they don't give a shit, right? Like layoffs happen all the time. You know what I mean? Like they they have no problem doing this stuff to, to save their own, you know, bottom line. And that's why I kind of had to reframe my own mind of like, it's a partnership, right? And the second that the it starts becoming less beneficial to me, like it's not a 50-50, you know, uh, benefit for me anymore. That's when I have to start asking for more or move on from it. You know, when I feel like I'm, you know, uh, contributing more than than what's being given to me, that's when I have to begin to to move on, you know, and I think people have to have that that's kind of mindset. I want to get into a bunch more, but let's do a, a quick break and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, we are back. And I think there's also this old school notion that a lot of people have where they saw their parents stay at the same job for the entirety of their careers, right? And people think that that's something like, uh, to be celebrated and like that's how you know no, no. you've had this amazing career you've been with the same company for you know all 40 years of your of your working life you know I, I so I, I do want to get to that but let's kind of backtrack a little bit and I want to talk about this concept of career clarity first and foremost that that you you talk about right you know explain exactly what what career clarity is because I feel like that's kind of the the starting base when it comes to people really figuring out what exactly would make them happy Yes. And that that's what it comes down to, helping yeah. people figure out what it is that would make them happy. Yeah. And so I asked this, um, I asked this question. I was like, yeah. listen, if somebody were to offer you $200,000 a year yeah. to sell fake medicine to old people, would right. you do it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And right. so most, you know, like I, the people that I coach are good people. <laughs> they tell <Right>. me. No. <laughs> 
they tell me no. And so obviously, yeah. yeah, like obviously money is important. Making sure that you were getting paid your worth, making sure that you do your market research, making sure that you ask for more, like we just talked about. Absolutely a hundred percent important. But also, and also, what else? What kind of projects are you working on? Are you being creative? You know, if that's something that you value. Or maybe right. are you having stability if that's something that you value? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are what is the culture like at that organization? And I don't mean culture like pizza parties. I can buy my right. own pizza. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? right. But I mean, what is Starbucks the- gift cards and all these stupid things they throw at you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Really, that's not culture. That is, right. um, yeah, that is a, a partying gift at a kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. So again, so what's the culture? Um, for example, one of the things that's super important to me is, is learning and growth. So I need to ask about the culture of learning and growth. Um, for other, you know, other people, the, you know, their important career value is flexibility. You know, so like, what is the culture regarding flexibility? Can I work, yeah. you know, some early hours and then take a little bit of a longer lunch to go pick up my kids from school and then work right. a little bit later? You know, so that is something that's important to them. Um, let's see. Is mutual respect, you know, again, we have to think about these. How do you want to be treated? And yep. also, what does respect mean to you? And is that aligned yeah. with what it means at the company? Because we know that respect is cultural. I mean, we yep. know that it's things like eye contact. We know that it's things like feedback, um, yep. you know, speaking truth to power. Is there, you know, is that aligned with your definition and the company's definition? Um, also, what about your team? What relationship do you have? Does everybody work independently and you thrive off of that and you love being an individual contributor? Great. Yeah. Or right. do you want to collaborate? Do you want to work? You know, if you're in marketing, do you want to work with L&D or do you want to work with comp or do you want to work with HR? So right. really figuring out what it is about your career that you value is yep. the key to clarity, you know? Yeah. And so again, I always go back to, yes, we all want more money. But we also right. want more happiness, you know, yes. and and we live in a world in which we are 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 in a career. And see, that's another thing. Yeah. I've been um, sometimes wanting a career gets a bad rap, you know. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, think about all the rom coms from the two thousands. Think about all yeah. the Hallmark movies from now. Right. All right, it's right. always the villain is always some like quote unquote high powered career woman. Like, why is right. that a bad thing? Let right. her do her thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it, but but the because well, yeah, they try to make it like, oh, she has no balance. She has no time to do anything else. This, that, and the third, right? And they make it seem like there's this punishment for being driven, you know, uh, and 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 wanting more more for your life. When the reality is like, no, you could find a job that you still can be driven and enjoy working your ass off at, but that also still allows uh, certain concessions that make makes you be able to enjoy life a little bit as well, right? Like you talked about with a hybrid schedule, right? Not having to go to the office one or two days a week, you know, uh, not having to go to the office maybe every Friday, you get to work from home, like that kind of alleviates certain stress and gives you a little bit more freedom in your life, right? And I think a lot of people don't realize that there are certain concessions that could happen, uh, you know, in in potential jobs. And I think that's the other thing is that we all think that it's the same way everywhere else, right? We all think, oh, well, you know what? It's not better anywhere else. It's kind of like the the devil that you know, right? Like, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable here. You know, I, I know the where the coffee machine is in the break room, you know, uh, and, and I'm, I'm good. It's probably not much better anywhere else. And, and most people don't even bother trying, you know? So what do you kind of 
say to people who are are in that 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 way where they're just super comfortable they know they're unhappy but like they can't seem to find the motivation to at least begin to see what's out there i can't so it's taken me (laughs) it's the world is limitless there are limitless opportunities and so i come back to it's not either and it's both and you know if either you have you know like a nice boss or you get paid well it's not either you're helping people or you get to spend time with your family it's not either and you know um let go of those limiting beliefs so this is and again this is why i talk about mindset and 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 one of the key things that i focus on is really like understanding asking ourselves you know um like why do you believe that Right. You know, and, and so maybe because uh, all of your friends are in jobs that are mediocre and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's not that bad. Okay. It's mm-hmm. fine. It has its days. It has some good days, but you just right. be happy. You know right. what I mean? Like being, if you're in a career where you are just like, oh, so, so yeah. you deserve to be happy. You deserve a fulfilling career. Right. You deserve to figure out what it is that you love yep. and understand that you can have what you love. Right. And again, like it's not either and. And again, yeah. like I've worked with so many women in like the nonprofit field who who have this almost like martyr mentality. And again, we didn't wake up one day and decide I'm going to be a martyr. We've right. been fed all this society like, oh, as a woman, you have to take care of others and you have to right. do this and you have to do that. And yeah. like, oh, but you know, if if you take a day off, your team is going to suffer. And right. and it's like um if my team suffers, then they, then the company is not fully staffed and that's really not on me. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> you know? a good point. Yeah. Right. And if it's not fully staffed, it's 100% like not on me. There's a, something broken in the system. Either the pay isn't competitive. The benefits aren't great. The, yes. There may be like a toxic manager. Like there's so many other things that mm-hmm. like you taking a day off, I promise you, it'll be fine. I promise you, you will get more (laughs) from the day off. And also, there's also this like false reward of like, oh, I can't leave. They need me. It's like, really? (laughs) And so it may come from a good place, but really it is so arrogant. Like, Mm. are you so arrogant that you Mm. believe that if you leave, they're not going to find someone to replace you? Like, do you honestly think that you're irreplaceable? And you see, that's the false reward that, we may get and that lets us stay in like a place where we're unhappy um so that's one of them or another is like well the example that you said it's like well it's not that bad i know where the water cooler is like Mm. the devil that you know so that's also that brings comfort that's also a false reward so where you are valuing the the comfort of like knowing what to expect and also a lot of times it's like oh i'm so much smarter than my boss okay then why don't you go and get their job, right? <laughs> you know, right. or like get a job elsewhere where you can be the boss, right. like, because there's that false reward of, oh, I don't have to actually get a promotion. I already know that I'm smarter than my boss. So you right. see how there's, and again, I'm not like blaming people, you know, sure. but I'm, I'm kind of um, really trying to, to help listeners understand that Yes, there is all these layers of like, and there's all these messages that society wants to make us believe. Yeah. And at a certain point, we are getting, we are getting these benefits from it. Like, oh, but like maybe we are thriving from, from thinking that we're so much better than X. Or like we are thriving right. from making our entire identity who we are at work. You right, know, but right. really, which is why we need to take a step back 
and yeah. analyze what it is that we value, what it is that makes us happy. One of the exercises that I have my coaching clients do is think of your perfect work day. And I yeah. very much say work day because my perfect day doesn't have work. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Absolutely. So, yeah. so your perfect work day, you know, yeah. and it's, and it, it, we go into the details, like what time are you waking up? What are you wearing? Yeah. Where are you going to? What are you working yeah. on? Who are you interacting with? You yeah. know, and as, as you think about these things, that really helps you see what you value. And once you find out what you value and you find something that's aligned with it, then yeah. begin to move towards fulfillment. Yeah, I, I, I love that. That that so much is really just kind of like speaking into existence exactly what you want down to the last detail, you know. And and this kind of leads us into the idea of pivoting, right? Which I know you speak about on your social media. Um, and, and we kind of touched on it a little bit. So we're kind of coming back to it now, I feel like full circle. But, you know, I, I know a lot of people also oftentimes get married to this goal they had in mind, right? They, they, they almost allow it to become their identity. And I've been guilty of that as well, you know, where I've kind of set a goal like, you know what, I'm going to put my head down, bust my ass here, and I'm going to have that job in two years, whatever it is, right? And, and then you find yourself, or, and this happened to a, a friend of mine recently, where they just constantly keep getting passed up for that same job. And it's like, they're qualified, they've been there. And people less qualified are the ones getting the opportunity than them. And and my advice to, to him was you should start looking elsewhere because to me, it seems that they're not valuing your work, right? They're not valuing what you bring to the table. And at the end of the day, you're there's only but so much you're going to be able to do to convince them of your value if you've been coming in every day and, and busting your ass, right? And somebody else is going to, in fact, find you valuable, you know, but it was hard for him because he saw so much of his identity as I'm, you know, so-and-so who works for this company and this is what I do. You know what I mean? And I'm working towards this goal. So, I mean, how do you kind of break a bit of that, that mindset if you had a client that, that came in and just kind of has this obsession with this very specific vision in their mind and is it's be making them blind to any other opportunity that might be out there for them? Ask them why they think that that one thing they have in mind is the only possibility. If you want to be, uh, you know, assistant to the regional manager at Thunder Manor, <laughs> you know, right. what, what is it that you, because it, you don't, a lot of the times it's not that that title that you want, it's what you yeah. think getting that title will bring you, mm. you know? So it's not that, and again, I'm using a made up role from the office sure. just for simplicity's right. sake. You know, right. like, what do you think that being assistant to the regional manager is going to bring you? Is it going to bring you prestige? money, respect from your peers, um, right. respect from your family. Right. Uh, what is it like validation? Like, what right. is it that you're looking for that you're so uh, tied that you are so right. desperately tied to that, you know, to, mm -hmm. to getting this like promotion that you wanted that right. you can't get elsewhere. And again, like this also sort of, um, goes back to the world is limitless. We live yeah. in an infinite universe where our dreams Mm -hmm. exist where we can bring them into reality and so once you detach you know like once you you know you think that oh you, you're gonna you're gonna get there and look i i'm gonna use this example and i'm not here for diet culture or anything but i'm gonna use this sure. example because it's common yeah people think oh i want to lose weight and it's like right. all right well and then they think that one, once they reach that goal all of their their problems are going to be solved like i'm going right. to be like this super amazing person that like mm -hmm. runs by the beach and does yoga yeah, right. and and it's like well like what is it about that that you want actually you right. know because because a lot of the times it's not it, you know and, and bringing it back to careers it's like what yeah. is it, you know so and again also detaching i 
I, as I shared before, in very early in my career, ended up in the hospital and realized that career isn't everything. But here I am being a career coach because guess what? Career is something. I completely believe that what we do on a nine to five, what we do for 40 plus hours a week should bring us joy. You know, now it shouldn't be the only thing that brings us joy. Like, who are you outside of your career? So I... When, when people ask me to, to submit a bio or like introduce yourself, I say, um, I'm an immigrant. I was born in Honduras, raised in Miami. I yeah. don't usually start with, I am a career coach because I am so right. much more than that. My identity yes. is not my career. And yes. so I really, um, you know, it, it's trying to understand what this person is hoping to achieve and yeah. really what are they afraid of, um, which is, 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 is uncomfortable, you know, like this is. Right. You know, it's because really understanding, like a lot of people who tie themselves and like tie their entire identity and marry themselves to a job, yeah, they may think that they're not worthy if they're not. Um, oh my gosh, like Luisa, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I'm like in in, uh, right. in Encanto. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm worthless if I can't be of service. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, a lot of people have that that fear, right. and then they tie it to their. Um, to their career. And so see, see yes. we go back to what I said about being like martyrs to our careers. We didn't right. just wake up one day and make that decision. We right. were taught to taught yeah. to embrace that identity. Right, right. And, and you're hitting on something so, so profound, especially, you know, this is something I had to come to terms with when I, I used to work at the Breakfast Club and I left the Breakfast Club, right? And it was this really high profile gig. It's a, it's a big radio show. You know, I'm on camera and all this in all the things I'm talking, blah, blah, blah. But it no longer made me happy. And and I had to think to myself, I haven't been happy for a long time. Why am I still here? Why am I still doing it? And I had to realize I liked all that came along with being able to say, I'm Dramos who works at the Breakfast Club, right? And I had to check myself that, that that's not a reason to put myself through being unhappy day in and day out because I get to have the pats on the back that come along with somebody thinking it's cool that I have this job, right? That they're impressed that I have this job. And I think, again, you know, to to your point, we allow these things to become so much of our identity and that even though we're we're miserable, we feel like, oh, my goodness, I can't not do that. That'd be like cutting off my arm. And the reality is that's just a made up thing that you have, you know, in your in your head, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I and I love that. What the example that you shared, like it's yeah, the things you love what came with it, you know, right. you love the rewards and whether they were yeah. real or false, you know, like, right. but then at one point you have to love yourself more yes. than, than whatever it is that that's, that's causing you all this unhappiness or whatever. It's like, no, I need to put myself first right. and I need to understand that I can, I can do this. And you see, even saying that putting yourself yeah. first, yeah, like yeah. as a, as a Latino, as, yeah. you know, like. No, it's like, how many times have we heard family first? Right. You know, and so really it almost feels taboo to put ourselves first because we've been taught family first and we've been taught, you know, like your mom, your sister, your dad, your brother, everybody else. Um, But no, it's okay. It's safe to put yourself first and it's okay to work towards building your dream career. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that kind of, lends itself to what I want to get back to, like that idea that so many people think that, you know, they saw their dad or their mom work at the same job for decades upon decades. But again, that's, you know, they that that's not something to be celebrated because you probably lost a bit of yourself in that. You probably allowed that job to become your identity when you probably could have used the skills that you had, the resume that you had of, of having whatever job it was during for 10 years to get a higher paying job with, a you know, a bigger job title possibly 
at another place, right? Another place would have been happy to have you based upon the experience you had there, you know? So, so that's, that's kind of, uh, I love that you talk about the idea of the pivot. That's something that I'm so big on, you know, when it comes to life and being able to recognize opportunities and not getting married to one idea and allowing yourself to just, you know, go where it's going to make you happy and don't get caught up on just feeling like you have to be one thing for the rest of your life, you know? Um, and, and another thing that I, I really loved that you talked about was uh, the idea of recognizing talent, right? A lot of people will say, I have no talents, right? Because we, we assess it as like this idea. I don't play an instrument. I'm not like, you know, the class clown who makes everybody laugh. I'm not like the person who was great at writing essays or something like that. So I have no talent, right? So when you're working with, with clients and they kind of talk about those kinds of things, so that's a very common thing for, for people to say who don't have these outward facing talent, you know, necessarily that everybody would recognize. How do you make them realize that each and every one of us do have a talent, whether it's, you know, something that's incredibly obvious to everyone or not? How do we kind of get over that that mindset that we tell ourselves, I don't have a talent that I can apply to a job somewhere? Okay, so I love that so much because <laughs> I go back to like my super nerdy, like researcher thing. Yeah. You know? And so I have a process yeah. and I, I haven't figured out a less nerdy way of coding it, but the process yeah. that I use to code data in high in, in grad school was yeah. called data coding. And so mm. I do data coding. Like I talk to my clients and I just say, tell me some things that you're proud of. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, like, um, I was the only one that was able to uh, connect with a couple of families in this program. And it's like, yeah. all right, so why, why are you proud of that? Well, because we were able to connect them with services and this and that. And then, you know, like, and then they start talking about the impact they had. Yes. And then, you know, and I'm like, all right, so tell me what, um, what allowed you to be able to do that and not everybody else? Well, you know, I'm really good at listening. And I was the only one who spoke Spanish. And I was the one who took time to understand their problems. And I'm yeah. just like, okay, so your, your skills that every employer needs are yeah. problem solving Right. are critical thinking, <laughs> yeah. you know, are being creative and innovative, you yes. know, are being empathetic, being culturally competent. And again, yeah. just from this one thing that they thought was no big deal, you know, right. and, and this is, and, and, and so I, and that is part of my process. And I'm actually been thinking like, I need to do this workshop again, you know, where I have yeah. this workshop where we, where we go through this process and just list the things you're proud of, because then right. afterwards, like every client I've done this with, is like, oh my God, I have no idea. And I'm like, I literally met you five minutes ago. And yeah. you know, like right. this is like, it's not that I've been watching you for 10 years, taking right. notes on what your talents are. It's that yeah. we just talked about some of the things that you've accomplished right. and we were able to break down the skills that it took to accomplish that. Right. So many of us, um, we're, we can be blind to our talents. We think yeah. like, oh, just because, you know, like, oh, that's not a big deal. Everybody can do that. No, right, right. <laughs> a, no, right. it is, it is a big deal. Not everyone can do it. Trust me, whether it's, um, again, so for me, career coaching, public speaking, these things come easy to me, but for other people right. are like, no, no, no. Um, right. or I, I somehow like, I look at Canva and I'm just like, how do I make flyer? Right. <laughs> you know? right. And it's like when somebody else can do it in five seconds. So sure. the skills that take you you know, the things that take you maybe 10 minutes to accomplish or an hour to accomplish may take somebody else a week. And right. just because they, you know, you do it so quickly, it's so second nature, you can yeah. be blind to it. So the people who say they have no talent, honestly, they just need to start writing down the things that they're proud of and what yeah. skills they use to, to accomplish that. 
I, I love that. It's, and also because I also feel like in our community, our parents, you know, have a very rigid way of thinking, right? A lot of times, you know, they, they, there's, there's a lot of interesting kind of, I feel like sheltering that happens in the Latin community, you know, especially those who immigrate here, you know, and they start over, we find ourselves kind of, uh, immigrating to areas that have others that are exactly like us kind of have similar stories, right? So we kind of exist a bit in a bubble, especially the older generations, you know? So I know for, for me, you know, I never felt super talented because my parents couldn't recognize my talent, right? I couldn't sing or something like that, or I couldn't draw or paint a beautiful painting that it was very obvious, like, oh, wow, that's like better than what the normal person could do. You know what I mean? Uh, but so it, yeah. it made me very self-conscious for a long time of not knowing what I was good at, what was the thing that I I should be pursuing. And, and it's, it's really sad when you think about that. And, and for a lot of people, that's why they have this mindset, because you know, we often think of talent as this very obvious thing that just you look at somebody and it screams what they're talented at, right? You you see them do something and it screams that. But the reality is people are, are talented at communicating with one another, right? Empathizing with somebody is a talent. The ability to connect with somebody is a talent. And those are not finite things that we can sit there and like write down on a piece of paper type of thing, right? Like those are really things that you you have to uh, just realize are innate and, and really innate to you as far as coming naturally. And I love that that's what you said, like what comes naturally to you, right? And that is a talent. You have to recognize that anything that comes easy to you, that in fact is a, a talent. That's something that should be celebrated. Yes. Oh my God, absolutely. And it's so interesting. You are the first person I hear who, mm. who shared almost the exact same example of what I thought talent was. Because mm. I thought that talent was the things that you do at a talent show. Right. <laughs> Right. I thought that talent was singing and playing piano and playing guitar yeah. or, right. you know, even like drawing. And I'm like, well, yeah. I can't do any of those things. So therefore sure. I have no talent. Yes. And, I'm, and I think back, like, I am really grateful that I had a mentor in my life when, who yeah. I told her, oh, I don't have a talent. Like, I don't have any talent. And yeah. I was thinking like, because I, you know, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing, <laughs> you know, in this, in this talent yeah. show. And she was like, no, Carla, you have talents. And yeah. then she made me see some of those things. And that, I, and then that was sort of like the, the beginning of like what I now understand as yeah. the critical skills that I, that are, is, you know, like what I do in like data code and helping people find, find their talents. It's like, right. all right, so you're not going to go up there in a talent show and do procedural writing and because you're really good at writing manuals right guess right. what we need manuals yes <laughs> you know? absolutely absolutely you need somebody that can decode things and and can put together these studies in an intelligent way right and and that's all again not things that necessarily are incredibly sexy but like are still very much needed by the world right like somebody is willing to pay a good amount of money for somebody who is skilled at that and you have to you know, be able to to recognize recognize that and and be proud of that. You know, and and yeah, you're you're hitting on so many so many good things. I mean, I I think all of this I I know for me is is bringing comfort. And and if I'm in a career that I love, I can only imagine for somebody who is is hoping to get out of that and move on to something else. I mean, so if it's cool with you, I'd also love to to get your perspective uh from from some of the listeners. So I put out a question for anybody who is in a job that they don't like you know, why are they still there? So I would love to kind of read a couple and then get your, your feedback if that's cool. Of course. You know, I okay. always wanted to have a, <laughs> be the voice on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do our Ask a Gringo segment with Carla. But first, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. 
Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Ask a gringo. I mean, this is our, our Ask a Gringo section. Uh, I do this uh, every show at DJ Dramos on Instagram if you want to be a part of it. But I, I asked people, I just simply said, you know, if you're at a job and you're not enjoying that job, what is the thing that is keeping you there? So I'll, I'll read a couple here. So at uh, a Bjork says uh, financial security and the fear of starting over. So if this was your your client, somebody that came to you, I mean, what would be kind of your initial advice to them if they told you this is the reason why they're at a job that does not fulfill them? Um, I would say, listen, yeah. Get over the sunk cost fallacy, okay? Mm, you yeah. are, right now, you are as young as you're ever going to be. Yeah. You have your whole life ahead of you. Time is going to yep. pass anyway. Would you rather have that time pass and you work it towards something that you love? Or would yeah. you rather have that time pass and then look back in 10 years and be like, damn, I, I could have spent the last 10 years making that change and I didn't. And especially right. the financial security part, because those sure. are two things. Fear of starting over. I think I got over the my fear of starting over when I was one year away from graduating college and I realized I hate speech pathology. Oh my <laughs> God, it was so boring. I was like, what am yeah. I going to do? And then I thought, well, one more year of college or 40 years in a career, I know I already, I already know I hate. Yeah. And so I started new, I was a junior in college, man. And I decided wow. to change my major. Yeah, um, that's so, true. Right. So you can, you can always, you can start today, you know, yeah. towards building a lot of your dreams. And now let's look at the financial security part. Very right. important. Like I said, we live in a world in which we need financial security. So yep. how secure is it? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, do you have a plan? Do you have like a six month emergency fund? Because if you do, then working towards your happiness may be an emergency, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> and it can be, if it really is, if this job really pays so well that you don't want right. to give it up, yeah. then 
shouldn't you start like saving, <laughs> to, you know, right. if it pays so well, you know, so definitely right. start with a plan, you know, like a yeah. financial and, and listen, money, trauma, money wounds yes. run deep, deep in our community. We started this conversation by talking about Latinas being underpaid. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So money wounds are real. Yeah. You know, so heal those, start making a plan, start making a plan and understand that you're happy. You deserve to be happy today. It doesn't matter in your career, five years, 10 years, 20 years, you're right. as young as you're going to be. And you deserve to be fulfilled for, you know, you're in your moving forward. Absolutely. I, I, that's such a great point. Because if you're getting paid so much, then what are you saving that money for? If not to do what something that makes you happy, right? Like, isn't that the point of accumulating wealth is to be able to put it away and then invest it into your own happiness, right? So uh, it, it, it's kind of like this double negative almost if, if that's the way you're, you're, you're looking at it. So I, I, that's great advice. I want to read another one here at Bren J Life Coaching. And she says, I just returned to a job after resigning 14 months ago. I'm back because the extra income is allowing me to help with bills again and not be at home stressing over them and how my thought purpose wasn't working out. I started to think that I wasn't making any money. The fact was I left my position maybe too soon. So now I come back to a temporary position making $8 an hour less than I did before, but know that this won't be my forever position. So, you know, you have somebody who left their their job, you know, um, basically to chase their dream, right? And she's saying that she feels that maybe she left it a bit too early and now she has to hop back into the workforce, you know, to kind of rebuild again. So, I mean, what is is kind of the advice there, you know, you, you went after it, then now you have to kind of regroup. What do you kind of say to that person and, and ha- help them put together a plan for, for that? Well, first, I would say congratulations on being brave mm. enough to pursue your dreams. Mm. You know, like, yes, you know, I want that person to pat themselves on the back and say, like, yes. wow, I, I did that. And then start mm. listing all the things that they learned from it, you know, yeah. and it's like, well, so now you, so too soon, too soon. Why? Because maybe right. you didn't have enough money saved or because yeah. um, you didn't have a solid plan or because yeah. you didn't have different things in place. Like what, yeah. what do you mean by too soon? You know, and right. like really think about that. It, it wasn't a failure. It was somebody, it was regardless of how catastrophic it was that they ended yeah. up going back to their job. There yeah. is a, lear- a lesson there. And just like reflecting on it and making time to like really understand the lesson can help them start putting together a plan because the person said it's only temporary. Yeah. Great. It's not like you completely said like, Oh, I tried. I feel now this is the rest of my life. No, it's temporary. But, but before you uh, quit again and, you know, make sure you take the time to the time to reflect on what worked and what didn't work and what exactly is the too soon aspect so that you have a plan in place to move forward. With Absolutely. Mind. No, I, I think you're you're spot on there. I mean, I think it's only a failure if you choose not to learn something from it. Right. Like exactly. that, that's the only time that it's a failure because this is this is perfect because it shows you what didn't you do that you needed to do in order to make this dream a reality. Right. And and the truth is, there's no shame in, in this because you're just going back to what you were doing before. Right. So like if had you have never gone after your dream, like you would still just be in the same exact job. Right. So so at least you could say you went after it and at least you could say you're in a better position because you've learned something that will help you, you know, possibly make your dream come true that much easier, you know. Um, so I, I, I love that, you know, this this is definitely a great thing for for anybody who, who took a chance and it didn't work out like nothing breaks my heart more or, or to be honest, makes me more frustrated than people who try something one time and they're like, yeah, I gave it a shot and it doesn't 
it didn't happen. So I had to move on from it. I had to be real about it. And it's like, no, you, you chose not to learn anything from that situation, right? Yeah. Like, like there's nothing wrong with having to take a couple steps back after you just jumped forward, right? But but then to completely just walk in the opposite direction, that's where to me you you you're kind of you know really disgracing yourself to a degree. I feel like, yeah, and that's also one of those uh, false rewards. It's like, well, yeah. I had, I can say I tried, you know, right. like don't say I didn't try. I tried, yeah, right. but you know uh, what is it with the light bulb? Oh my god, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ten thousand, yeah, yeah. Thomas Edison had 10,000 failed experiments oh, yeah. you know, before he discovered and you know made a functioning light bulb. Yeah. So the only failure is when you stop. Everything else is just yeah. gathering information. All right. So last one I want to read here at uh, Nicolosa underscore Vega. She says, I love my job teaching high school. I hate my current school. I work with a bunch of white, ignorant people who say racist shit daily, but the pay is the best around and I like the kids that I work with. What would you say to her as as your client? Ooh, that one's a toughie yeah. because it seems that a couple of her values are at odds with each other. You know, mm. she loves the kids. And that, I mean, again, like I was an educator at heart. I yeah. just finished yeah. a conversation about that. I thought my only three career experiences were doctor, lawyer, teacher. I'm right. an educator at heart. Um, so I very much understand the how much it what it is to love those kids you know yes but again find out which is more important to you yeah and then you have at some point you have to love yourself more you know right. so it's like well what are so so how are you how are we going to handle this this like racist people at yeah. you know at the school right. um you know it's like well am i going to choose to say something or is that going to put my career in jeopardy so again so like what am, am i valuing the financial stability more than i'm valuing uh, speaking truth to power. And again, right. there's no right or wrong answer. Like I'm never yeah. going to go and tell someone, well, you choose to stay there. So that means you must be okay with hearing those racist comments. No, right. like everybody comes with their lived experiences. And it's like, yep. Hey, like I am making this sacrifice because I know um, this is temporary. And I, these are the goals that I want to accomplish in this time, you right. know? So really defining your, your values and defining your boundaries. If you, if, if a person wants to stay there because the pay is the best and the, and she loves the kids that she works with, you yeah. know, then maybe see if she can create some boundaries around the people who are saying things like that, you know, and again, not everyone is going to have uh, the, the personality to say, um, what do you mean by that? You know, right. or like, right. you know, or really like calling out because I mean, I am a, I do diversity, equity, and inclusion on a daily basis, and it can be exhausting, yeah. you know, calling yeah. people out versus calling people in. And it's yep. just like, oh my God, that's so racist. Did you really just say that? You know, right. like, it's exhausting, you know? Yes. So, yes. so yeah. So, so to this specific listener, first of all, shout out to you for being a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, we really absolutely need more of you. And second, yeah. really understand, like, you know, start writing down what you value and what your goals are and yeah. what is most aligned. And if staying yeah. in that role is most aligned, then maybe creating some boundaries around the conversations that you are allowing to happen around you, even if not, um, you know, uh, not actively participating, but maybe removing yourself from that situation. Right. Um, you know, so just like creating boundaries and that's if they choose to stay, which is why I said found your values first, because maybe your value is 
yeah, I'm done with this. I, I'm pretty sure if I go to another high school, I can like those kids there too. <laughs> right, know? right. So find right. your values and then create boundaries to protect yeah, yourself. And, and this this leads me, uh, this actually reminds me of something you were talking about earlier of like this tendency in our community, especially women, uh, who, you know, to be martyrs, right? Like that's that's kind of a part of, of this terrible machismo culture that like we're, we're trying to shed, you know, where women... We're, we're taught that's the role you have. You are there to serve. That's the only way you are valuable is to be of service, right? Like, uh, you know, make yourself valuable to a husband, learn how to cook and clean so that somebody's going to want to marry you. That's that's your goal in life. Right. And like this terrible patriarchy that we've we've all kind of grown grown up uh, hearing. And I, and I think to me that that's what was coming to my mind as I read it. Obviously not in that same circumstance, but this idea that you're almost putting the kids before yourself. Right. And and. You know, while that's commendable and that that's a beautiful thing to care about kids that deeply, you know, and, and the sad reality is most teachers don't have that, you know, so you're a rare breed and it's a beautiful thing to 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 hear, you know. Um you, you also have to think about your own mental health at the end of the day as well, right? Like, you know, I I, I can only imagine going into an environment that feels hostile day in and day out, you know. Like you said, even just talking about it and teaching people the right way, it's exhausting, you know. Uh, so that would be, you know, the question I would pose is, is are you becoming a martyr for for these kids at the expense of, of your own happiness? Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, uh, you know, I, I talked about uh, leaving my job and I like yeah. I, I said it before and think I'll say it again. I had yeah. to love myself more than I love that job. You know, right. one of the hardest things I've had to do was leave a job that I love. And yeah. so maybe that's what she needs to do. Again, yeah. I without... It's like what right. sixty characters on Instagram. Right. <laughs> We're making yeah. a lot of assumptions here. Sure, but sure. you know, but yeah, but it's again, if if you choose to stay, know that that is a choice. All right, right. Everything that we do is a choice. Um, yes. but if if you can find someplace else that pays better, you know, or that is more aligned with what your values are, then love yourself more than a job. And that doesn't apply to her. That actually applies to all of us. No matter how much you love your job, if there is something that is making you deeply unhappy. Yeah. You need to love yourself more than you love that job. And right. you deserve to be happy and fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. And and last thing I, I, I want to say, because you kind of touched on, I feel like it's something that's so important because a lot of people bring up the idea of finances. Right. But, you know, money obviously is important. We all need it. We all need to survive. We all need to eat. We all need a roof overhead. We have to take care of our family. We want to have to be able to enjoy life all of the above. Right. But at the same time, we can't allow it to be something that rules us, right? Like money is supposed to be a tool, you know, and I'm saying this for myself as well, like a reminder to myself, you know, uh, because at times I can get caught up in these types of things as well. But what you, I think for me, what's been helpful is asking myself, what do I have to sacrifice to get that pay bump? You know what I mean? Like, what am I sacrificing to add that extra thousand dollars a month to my paycheck or whatever it is, right? And and is it is it worth it? Like, is is the thousand dollars though the value that that thousand dollars let's say is bringing me each month does it outweigh what what it takes away from me you know to have to work that job if it's something that i don't necessarily like or something that you know uh de-energizes me and i think that's what people have to kind of um begin to look at as well and i think we've seen a bit with the pandemic there's been a bit of an awakening i think for a lot of people but you know i, I think you have to just recognize again that money is a tool and you can easily subtract something out of your life and make up for that money that you're scared about losing, right? And and maintain your happiness. Like if you took away eating out, you know, maybe twice a month and that made up for the extra money that some job is giving you for the sake of example, 
that means that you can that you're valued your happiness a little bit more. And I feel like that a lot of people don't necessarily recognize that sometimes, like this idea of addition through subtraction almost, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so one of the first things that I would say is to make sure that you quantify your hourly rate. Like yeah. if you're making, you know, like X amount of money working 35 hours a week, solid, you know, full pay benefit, 35 hours a week. And then you can get like a 30 K bump, but you're working like 60, 70 hours a week. And I'm like, are you really getting a raise though? (laughs) Right. Like, please make sure what that you divide what you, what you're paid by how many hours you're working per week, you know, because that really may seem, you know, that really may open your eyes to to how much you're actually making. And it's like, man, and then that kind of brings us back to like, what am I sacrificing for this? And it's like those 20 extra hours a week. I think that's a lot of hours and that's a part-time job. Yeah. Right. That is, yes, that's a lot. And so again, which brings us back to like values, you know, are you sacrificing time with your family? Are you sacrificing time? Like, staring at a wall i don't care what your hobbies right. are you can stare at a wall in your free time if yeah. that makes you happy and you right. value that hobby more yes. like you know like it's sometimes people think like oh you know i i want to spend time with like my family or, or with my friends and yeah that's great but like sometimes i just want to spend time at home reading you know Absolutely. or with my plants or whatever it is right. you know or right or simply just like having time where i am not booked with something you know right. and again Figuring out what your values are, like figuring out, okay, does making X more money mean I can go on X number of vacations more? Great. But is this company going to, does this company support a culture that allows people to take time off? You know, so like asking about, so if you value vacation, by all means, you know, like go live your lavish life. Just make sure that when you're interviewing, you are setting, you know, you're setting that expectation, like. Tell me about the culture, like how you ensure that your employees use their time off benefit. And maybe they'll tell you, hey, actually, we pay any excess time off at the end of the year. So no one takes time off. And that, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. well, if you value time off, then you know you need to run. So, right. yeah. So right. really, it does come back to like being aligned with what your values are, not just in your career, but in your life and making yeah. sure that um, there's alignment between your personal values and your workplace values and that you are building a career and a life that is in alignment. Yeah, I, I love that. I think that's such an amazing way to end, Carla. I appreciate you. I, I think this is just such incredible practical advice, you know, for, for anybody uh, who, who just, cause, you know, we all go through these thoughts and these questions at some point throughout the course of our lives, you know, and, and it's important to have this sort of information out there, particularly for our community, you know, who, uh, you know, it has been so underserved in so many different ways, be it knowledge or economics, you know, um, it, it's important for this type of information and this awareness to be, you know, put out there throughout so that the future generations can kind of, you know, start demolishing some of this trauma that we've all kind of inherited, um, you know, inadvertently from from our parents or our grandparents. So thank you so much for the the work that you're doing. I mean, where can people follow you on Instagram and all that? Where can they get involved if they want to book a coaching session with you? Let, let them know, give them all that information. Yes, absolutely. I am most active on Instagram at Carla, the first gen coach. And I have all the links in my bio. I have um, an event this week. You can still register. Um, hopefully it's, uh, you know, it, it's almost yeah. at capacity. So if you're interested, yeah. register now. The replay will yeah. be available for a limited time. I also have my calendar there where you can book a coaching session and it can, you know, be resume help, interview prep or general strategy. 
Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you're thinking about a pivot, you know, we can do some of this alignment right now. Um, next week, I'm going to open group, my group coaching program. So it's an eight week um, career coaching program. We talk about some of the things that we discussed in our call and we go more yeah. in depth so that really um, people come out of them understanding what their career values are, letting go of the beliefs that are holding them back, having mm-hmm. built genuine connections and really stepping up to their career from a you know a powerful place yes i love it i love it well carla thank you so much once again it's been a pleasure having you here on the show and uh we'll definitely have to have you come back and and talk about this uh, at some other time in the future all right great it was so great to be here thank you for having me man big shout out to carla santa maria for hopping on today's show i love this this conversation so much that we had today i think it's just such a a practical one that anybody can relate to and it's just really great practical tips to help you get the most out of your life and out of your job so big shout out to her now with that said man let's kind of wrap up everything we've learned in today's show into a neat little bow in a segment we call conclusion stew time for conclusion stew man so we touched on so much in today's show i'm gonna keep this kind of short and sweet because carla i think killed it and gave us so much valuable information uh, for, for, for you guys out there. But I think to me, the, the main thing that I took away from all of this, this whole conversation, was really getting clear on where your values lie, you know, where your priorities lie, be it, you know, your own happiness and, and your own talents, as well as the type of culture that you want to be a part of, as well as understanding your monetary value and, and understanding that, you should be striving for more because these companies aren't doing you a favor by giving you a job. This is a partnership at the end of the day. You're getting something out of it in the form of a paycheck and they're getting something out of it in the form of the labor that they need to make their business run on a day-to-day basis. It's a mutual partnership and you have to understand and respect your own value and your own worth. And now listen, I know there's going to be people out there who are like, well, listen, I have no choice. I got you know, bills and a family to feed and this, that, and third, I can't be that flexible. I totally get it. I understand. I empathize with you. But just because the job that you're in right now, you need to do to put food on the table, doesn't mean you can't be also simultaneously exploring what your other options are so that you can then move from being in survival mode to then being in a mode of actual fulfillment where you're getting your basic needs met, you're putting food on the table for your family, but you're also not breaking your back miserable to do it every single day. Like I want y'all to realize the options are out there, you know, and I referenced when I left the breakfast of a bunch, but you know, I, I recently went through this. I left the quote unquote dream job. And for a minute, I was also producing podcasts, you know, for, for other people uh, before I got some other opportunities that allowed me to kind of really kind of be on my own, running my own business essentially full time. And I say that as a reminder that you have other options out there, right? Like I worked for a giant radio show under the umbrella of a giant company, you know, who who really owns the majority of the opportunities, quote unquote, that are out there, right? And that's what I was fed. But when you go on LinkedIn and I would research podcast producer jobs, radio producer jobs, whatever, there were a ton of opportunities and I was getting a bunch of different interviews and applying for a ton of different jobs. And had I wanted to, I would be able to find multiple full-time jobs that I, I could have wanted to work at. And not to say that it's you know easy or, or not to say that it's not time-consuming to, to have to apply for all these jobs. But my point is there are other opportunities out there for you. You just have to take the time to go look, explore, and invest essentially in your own happiness. 
And that happiness doesn't just mean finances. It also means your mental health, your physical well-being, right? All of the above. Like you, you should not be sacrificing any of that for a company, like Carla said, that would easily replace you the day you decide to go. Understand your values, respect yourself and love yourself enough to, to know your worth. And I love what she also said, that everything is a choice. Sure, your job may suck right now, but it's your choice to continue to stay there, right? And not saying you can go and quit tomorrow, but you can go and explore and see what other options may be available to you and explore you know, yourself internally about what would make you happy to then eventually take the step to get away from this terrible job that is making you miserable. So again, it's all a choice. You are in control, and I promise you there are so many opportunities out there. You just have to put the time and the effort and the belief in yourself to go out there and see what may be available for you and negotiate your worth, right? That's the last thing I'll say. I learned that from Charlemagne. You get what you negotiate. Keep that in mind. And with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's show. Man, I know we've been getting a bunch of new listeners lately, and I want to thank y'all so much for, for all the love that you've been been showing, and I hope you're getting a bunch of value out of this. And if you are, it would definitely help us out, man, to, to leave us you know a like and a subscribe and a review wherever it is that you're listening to it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that's especially important to give us um, you know a nice little rating if you can, as well as a, a little review of the show. All that kind of stuff helps us out when it comes to building this show and, and bringing it into uh, you know, the lives of, of more and more Latinos in this country to hopefully hear important information and, and conversations like we had today to help our community grow and prosper. Now, thank you all so much once again for tuning in. I will see you on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode, breaking down all of the trending stories from this week. Until then, stay safe. and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.